Hello everybody, welcome back to the Rockcast powered by Onyx Hunt Maps. Jordan here and uh, I'm going to roll solo on this episode and go through my 2021 backpacking list or just gear list in general for western hunts. Um, I do have a doll sheep hunt coming up in August and that's the this is the list that I'm going to be reading off of to do this podcast. But just keep in mind that nothing really changes from just because... It's an Alaska hunt. Uh, nothing really changed from my regular backpacking list. I might be thinking of more things, um, taking some more things into consideration, like the wet environment and inclement weather that's probably going to be upon us. Um, my boot selection picked a little bit more um, aggressive boot or stiff boot for this hunt because it is just going to be a more aggressive uh, hunt terrain-wise and such. So... Um, things like that, but I will talk about those as we go through each section and like why I'm bringing it if I would, or also things that I ditched that I would normally bring on like a three to five day normal backpacking hunt, if you will. And the, for the Alaska one, it's like August 10th through the 19th. So we're going to be in there for, I mean, well, if we get done early, we'll leave earlier, but you know, you're planning for at least 10 days, probably more like 11 maybe even like closer to 12 if we can get back there um, faster. It just depends on weather, logistical things and whatnot. Um, but so we there's just a lot more weight considerations to be made there than like a three to five day hunt for me. But for the most part, everything stays the same. So um, this list that I'll be going through is for the Brooks range, just so I don't, um, it's just what I'm reading off of because I actually typed it out this year so I don't forget anything um, but I do have this is going to be a, a pretty standard list for I'm filming a, a bighorn sheep hunt in Wyoming this year a, an elk hunt in Washington my own um, general season like elk and deer hunts and then we drew four season Colorado in uh, for the for elk so we'll be doing that and then just um, a New Mexico deer tag and then guiding and, and such like that. So a lot of this stuff is going to hold standard for all of it. So first thing, pack. Big Kafaru fan. I've been using them for a really long time. I've used a bunch of other packs in you know the top tier. And um, I just think Kafaru, when you get to like that 60 pounds and above, is where they really pull away from everybody else. And they handle the weight really well. So um, using just the standard duplex light frame, uh, 24 inch. For me, I'm, I'm 5'10", like 33-ish in, uh, inch inseam. So the 24 fits me well. Uh, they also have 22 if you're super, super short or uh, a 26. And people are usually deciding between the 24 and the 26. Um, my advice would be just to call in, give them your specs, and they'll tell you what size frame you need. Um, so that's just the frame, and then the, the bag that I'm putting on top of that is going to be the new doll bag that they just released. They just call it the doll. It's basically an X-Pack bag. Pretty simple setup. Um, that X-Pack repels moisture extremely well. I mean, it's basically waterproof except for, you know, like stitching and, and such. Um, but that'll be a really good bag for this really wet environment that we're going to. 
It's about 7,800 cubic inches, so it's going to be really big, plenty of room for what I need it for. And then I'm going to throw a guide lid on top of that. That's just going to be for essential stuff, and that's also going to be an X-Pack. Um, they do make a rain fly. I'm going to throw that in as well. I'm, I was kind of on the fence with that because that X-Pack is really water resistant, like, I mean, damn near waterproof. Um, but for the situation, if it really starts raining, I don't want all my stuff getting wet. So I'm going to throw a rain fly in. Um, and then the standard Nalgene water bottle, hold, uh, water bottle holder. And then probably throw a belt pocket on there as well in X-Pack um, for things like headlamp and uh, just things I want to get to really quick. Honestly, I might even just throw my camera in it and keep it on the, the hip belt. So that's my pack setup. Um, some other bags that I like, if they hadn't come out with that doll bag, um, I was not going to go with the Muskeg series, which is basically like another version of their of their X-Pack. I was not going to go that direction. Um, instead, I was going to go with the Fulcrum pack, um, bag. It's really quite, it's huge. And I just really like the versatility of that bag. I use it for a lot of just lower 48 Western stuff. So that's one that I was going to take. Um, another bag that I've been um, a big fan of is like the Reckoning. A lot of people like that one. Um, the 44 Mag seems to be a great bag as well. And then for shorter hunts, if it's like doing a truck style hunt or horseback hunt or something like that, I'm going to throw the 22 Mag bag on the frame. So that's just a really cool thing about the whole Kafaro system and being modular is I can you know, I can have three different bags. I can have like a day bag that goes on the frame. I can have like a three to five day bag. And then I could have like a big ass expedition type bag. And they all go on the same frame. So the pack fits you the same every time. So that's what I'm using for the bag or pack system. All right. Going into some sleep system things. Uh, the outfitter on this Alaska hunt, Will, he uses the tarp tent rainbow twos I think and he will provide those for anybody that's going if you want to use them and if you don't you can bring your own I personally am going to bring the Hilleberg Neak. I've just been around that tent a bunch um, it's a bomb proof freestanding tent and I just think that's going to be a really good option so that's what I'm taking is the Neak. and um, also taking the Kafaru slick 20 degree synthetic bag um, I went back and forth with myself on taking a zero degree or saving a little bit of bulk and um, just a little bit of weight and going with a 20 degree. And the reason that I decided to go with a 20 degree is I'm also going to bring puffy pants. So I can use those together and really bump that temperature rating up in that bag. So that's what I chose to do. Just save a little bit on the on the bulkiness and the weight and pair it with my puffy pants if I need to <clears throat> make that temperature jump up a little bit. Um, the outfitter on the website said he recommended like a 10 degree bag. Um, so I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb, but I know those Kafari bags really well and that's a comfort rating that they're, they're thrown out there. So I feel really good about that decision. And then I'm taking the Big Agnes Q-Core SLX sleeping pad that thing has an R value of like 3.2, I think. It's super cushy, so it is more of like that three-season um, 
bag being at that 3.2. Um, but it is, uh, gosh, I think it's like four inch loft or something like that. It blows up like four inches. You'll be four inches off the ground. So it's really cushy. It's really comfortable. I have the wide version. Um, so with, I kind of have broad shoulders, so, um, it's really comfortable. I don't like my arms don't fall off the pad all the time with it. So that's what I'm taking there. Um, another thing to think in, or to keep in mind, just rolling back to the, the sleeping bags real quick. I am going to be in the North country. So a synthetic sleeping bag and synthetic insulation for your body is pretty important. Um, a quick rundown, you know, a lot of people really like down because just regular like goose down or whatever is you have a lot of warmth value for the, the weight. Synthetic material, you're not going to get as good of ratio for that. Um, you know, your the weight's probably going to be, the weight overall is just going to be more for, you know, equal warmth value for a down bag. So, just to make it simple, I guess, just a good example to run through it quick is if you have a 20 degree down bag, it's probably going to weigh less than a 20 degree synthetic bag. It's just going to weigh a little more. And um, the down is going to compress a little bit better. The synthetic isn't going to compress as well. But the biggest thing here, especially in wet weather, if that down gets wet and goes down, you're going to have like zero warmth value left in that thing. Whereas a synthetic bag, it can get wet. That synthetic material can get wet and you will still retain a pretty decent amount of warmth value. So as you can imagine, in a really wet environment on a hunt such as a doll sheep, if my bag were to get completely soaked, if I was using a down bag, I might have to like pop smoke and get the hell out of there. Whereas a synthetic bag, um, I'm gonna. It might suck, but I'm just gonna have to continue to use it, and um, and you know, along the hunt, hopefully it'll dry itself out. So um, there's a little thing there. Make sure you're in synthetic, and that goes for insulation for your, your clothing as well. We'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. Um, that big agony Q core sleeping pad. I'm a big fan of that. It is an R value 3.2. Three is like the least amount of R value I would go to if you were getting into a sleeping pad. Um, that tent, that's like a two-person Neak um, tent or a two-person Hilleberg. It is a freestanding, so I'm anticipating that we're going to be trying to camp in like some rocks and things like that where there might not be a ton of stakeout points. So instead of using a tent that pitches, you know, you have to pitch with like trekking poles or you really have to stake the thing out to make it pitch correctly. I just went with a just a standard freestanding. And um, I will say real quick, all of these things that I'm taking with me to Alaska just because of the type of terrain and things like that, these are all things that if I could only have one, this is what I would get like a sleeping bag. If you could only buy one, I would get a, synth a synthetic sleeping bag because you could do everything with it. Um, you know, same with the sleeping pad. <clears throat> if you could only have one, I would go with one that was pretty cushy and comfortable and had a pretty high R value. And then with the tent, I would get just your standard like freestanding 
backpack tent, and then you're pretty much going to be covered for all things. Um, the other thing on the sleep system, I'm going back and forth on if I'm going to bring or not, um, just because of the gear items that I have chosen to go with, is they recommended that you bring a bivy or you consider bringing like a really lightweight bivy. I have a Bora bivy. I think that thing weighs like six ounces, nine ounces or something. It's not very much. Um, but I have a synthetic sleeping bag and then I also have a floored tent that has a good bathtub floor in it. So, um, I could bring the bivy and basically put the sleeping pad and the sleeping bag inside that bivy so it would be just a little bit more protection from the elements if if I were to get you know water inside of that tent. Um, I'm going back and forth on it. It might be a game plan decision. Right now, I think I'm going to feel really confident with my synthetic bag choice and then the the floor and really trust in that bathtub floor in, the, in that Hilleberg tent. And I'm going to leave the bore at home. If you were using anything down, I would definitely bring bring that um, bring that little bivy sack. Okay, on to what I have labeled gear. Uh, just one thing on my person that I've really been liking: the Garmin Phoenix Six Watch. Uh, it's just really nice to have a watch. I would really recommend just having a watch on your hand of some sort. That is a GPS watch. It's a very like high-level expensive GPS watch. Um, I'm doing a review on it currently, so that should be up for too much longer on the Rockside page. Um, but any kind of a watch, I really like to be able to tell my uh, what elevation I'm at, have an altimeter into it. Um, a really good watch for a lot less money is going to be the Garmin Instinct. I did do a review on that a few years back when they first came out with it. It's a really lightweight watch. It's smaller than my Phoenix, and it's really solid. You can pair it to an InReach Mini, and you can um, make quick replies off your watch to your InReach Mini. So there's a lot of things you can do with it. But in short, a watch with an altimeter, as I highly recommend that. Um, and then trekking poles. Trekking poles are going to be really important on this hunt. Um, and I think like a lot of steep terrain hunts, they're, they can be really important, especially with all that weight going downhill. It helps your knees a little bit. And then when you're going uphill, it helps you climb and crossing streams and whatever. It's going to help you balance. So trekking poles are going to be really good. I do bring both sets or, two, you know, a, a full a pair, one for each hand. Sometimes I will collapse one down and throw it on my pack and just use one, kind of depending what we're doing. Usually when I'm filming, I have a camera in one hand, so I just have one trekking pole in the other hand. Um, but I'm going to bring those, and I'm using the SNS Archery Carbon uh, Fiber Trekking Poles. I think they call them their backcountry trekking pole. I really highly recommend them. I did a review on them um, not too long ago, maybe a couple years ago, on the Rockslide channel. I will link to down in the in the show notes. Um, okay, next thing, headlamps. Um, I'm going to bring two headlamps, like two real headlamps on this trip. Typically, I would just bring one with like a set of batteries as a backup, and then I have a little thing, they call it a Petzl E-Light. Um, Black Diamond also makes one they call the Bindi, I believe, and they're just tiny, like they weigh ounces, 
They take a tiny ass little watch battery and they last forever. Um, a good little light for like around camp. I always keep mine in my bino harness so it's close. So inevitably I end up dropping my pack at camp and doing something and then it gets dark and I'm getting that little e-light out to get dinner going or, or whatever. But that battery lasts a really long time. They're super light. Um, so that is like something that will be in my bino harness. Um, but the regular headlamps, I've been using a black diamond spot for a long time. Um, I really like the black diamond products always have. Um, but so I'm going to bring that and then I'm branching out a little bit and going to a Petzl Actic is what they call it. And I just ordered that thing and it is a rechargeable headlamp, but it can also take AAA batteries. So my spot takes triple A's as well, I believe. So, um, that's another thing to think about too, is a lot of these electronics and things that are going to take batteries, try to get them to where they're all going to take the same battery. That could come in handy. Um, but yeah, so the Petzl Actic and then the Black Diamond Spot. Those are the two headlamps that I'm going to bring for a hunt like this and how long it is. I wanted to have two headlamps that were of equal um, size, if you will, or like regular, two regular headlamps. And then I'll still probably have that tiny one that I do in my bino harness. On a typical backcountry hunt, I'll probably only take one. Um, okay. Another thing I'm going to take on this that I wouldn't necessarily take on every hunt, um, but I do quite a, a few of the hunts, I guess, is a Kafaru sheep tarp. And it is just a small, uh, gosh, the dimensions on it, I think it's 9 by 9 or 9 by 10. Um and it doesn't weigh very much at all. I think it actually weighs like it weighs less than a pound. And it's just really nice to be able to pitch for shade. You can pitch it in front of your tent like an awning and get out of the the weather. That's really a big thing that I'm going to bring it for is weather if we're, you know, we get caught out instead of like you know, huddling in the fetal position in your in your um rain gear. You can just pitch this thing and get a little bit more freedom. So I think it's going to be worth it. So I'm going to bring the, the sheep tarp, and then I got the mini groundhog stakes from MSR for that. And um, next thing, some charging things. I'm still a little bit up in the air on this one for myself. Um, I'm going to bring a point-and-shoot camera. Typically, I'm the one packing all the big stuff, um, but somebody else is going to do that this trip, and I'm going to just bring a point-and-shoot camera just so... I think I'll go crazy without a camera um, and just so I can take pictures of things, you know, myself, for myself, I guess. Um, so I'm going to probably end up bringing a camera they call the 740HS from Canon. It's like a super zoom thing, uh, a super zoom in that little camera. It's really quite amazing. Um, and the pictures I've seen come through are really good. I actually bought it last year for a smaller option we were doing a backpack uh, sheep hunt and instead of packing a spotting scope and things like that there was a point in time where we thought we were going to have to go like we were going to have to carry water for like seven miles and um, I looked at my spotting scope and was like oh I don't know if you're coming or not so I bought this little camera with a super zoom to better help with like a rifle hunt like that and it's a really good uh, shooting camera just you know regular picture camera so I'm going to bring that. To recharge with, I'm bringing the Dark Energy Pro charger. 
that those things if I have like four or five of them now I think um, I'm just gonna bring I've been going back and forth on this as well do I bring two of those or do I bring one of those and then a charging panel like a solar panel the North Country you just never know if you're gonna even get to use a solar panel or if you're just carrying extra weight but I know for sure that if I bring two of these other dark energy chargers they're both going to go dead. I'm not going to have a way to recharge them. And then they're they're just going to be dead weight, if you will. So I think that that's what I'm going to do. So the Dark Energy Pro Charger and then my little solar panel is going to be one from Anchor. And I got this thing off Amazon last year for like $50. And it's been great. Um, I've tried the Goal Zero ones. I will admit I've tried the older versions of the Goal Zero. And... I was not a fan of the smaller ones. They just wouldn't put that much out. Um, one thing to really think about is if you have like a little solar panel or you're getting a solar panel and you plan on plugging that thing straight into your phone, that's a bad idea. You need to have some kind of a little power bank that the charger is charging the power bank and then you charge your phone off of that power bank. So, um, they make a bunch of just little, really little ones. If you don't want to carry one that's like as big as the, the Dark Energy, I think it's a 10,000 milliamp charger. Uh, you can get some smaller ones and do that. But going straight from a panel to your phone is going to leave you very, very frustrated because I've been there. So that's what I'm taking for that. Um, and then I am going to, of course, take my iPhone. I have a, a 12 Pro, not that that really matters. An application that I will have on that phone, though, is Onyx. Onyx Maps, of course. So, um, you know, in the lower 48, it's absolutely necessary and a go-to, um, you know, for marking spots and, and whatnot. In Alaska, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be pretty applicable as well, and it wouldn't be a bad idea for me to when we're leaving camp to mark camp just to make sure that a little bit of a redundancy on the guide. Um, but it's probably not going to be as important as it is down here in the lower 48, but you should go check it out because it's pretty cool. So if you go to Onyx hunt maps, um, sorry, if you go to onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt and check out their memberships at checkout, you enter code rockcast, you're going to get 20% off and, um, that is a it's a, a dang good application to use. I have I bought a Tines Up digiscoping kit for it, so um, <clears throat> it basically comes with a case and then an adapter. That actually the adapter that I got is the universal adapter, so I could put it on in my binoculars or my spotting scope or the guide spotting scope because I'm sure it'll be different than the one that I've got. Other things like that. So. Um, it it's really versatile and I just want to be able to film through a spotting scope and we may need to film the kill shot with it so there you go and an in reach so of course I'm going to bring it in reach that far um, well anytime I go back in out of service on some kind of a trip I always have my in reach so I can check in and keep in contact with um, all my people so going to do that I have the Garmin in reach 55i a little bit different. A lot of people will go with the, the mini. 
And this is one hunt that maybe I would prefer the Mini for just because it's lighter. But the 55i really isn't that big. Um, I got it so you can actually put the Onyx chips into it. So I got it for um, <clears throat> some truck type hunts. Well, with this in mind, I got it for some truck style hunts where we're driving around all the time and I could keep it open and um, and whatnot. But it's just a different, it's just like a full on GPS that has inReach built into it. So if you're interested in that, uh, check that thing out. I should have a review coming on that as well soon. But taking the inReach for sure. Um, something I would never normally do on a backcountry hunt, but since this one is going to be so long, if we do end up going like the full 10, 11 days in the backcountry, I think that I'm going to want to call, be able to call home. So, uh, I'm thinking about renting a sat phone, probably going with the Iridium 9555. Depending on where you go, you can rent for like 35 bucks a week. And then get minutes. The place I was looking at, I don't even remember what it's called. Um, you get like forty a forty minute card. I think that that would be plenty. And uh, and yeah, do that. It was gonna end up being like a roughly around hundred fifty bucks. So I haven't locked that in yet to confirm. But I looked at the specs on the ninety five fifty five, and I think the phone is like nine ounces. So I'm not really too worried about it. I think that that's something I'm gonna do. And then I'm gonna take two Nalgene bottles and because that's what they recommended. I would rather, I'm not really a big water bladder fan. Um, I have used them, especially like on the early season hunts. They're, they're pretty nice, but they just recommended two water bottles. So that's what I'm going to do. A couple Nalgene bottles with uh, cap, human gear cap cap lids that they're just easier to drink out of basically. And then um, everybody that I talked to up there, they don't really treat their water, so I'm probably not going to bring anything for that, except I always have MSR um, Aqua Tabs. That's just like little tablets that you drop into your water and shake it up and give it 30 minutes, and then you'll be good. kind of has a weird taste to them, but I'll have those with me as well. But for right now, typically I would bring a Steripin. Um, I would bring a Steripin or, and or, usually and, I would have an MSR um, inline water filter, like gravity system with me. Um, and for all lower 48 hunts, I would definitely recommend that. Probably for a lot of Canadian stuff as well. But for some reason, um, it just seems like up, you know, sheep hunting, you're so high and all that water is pretty damn clean. So I'm going to trust them on that. Okay, um, optics. Next thing we have, I'm bringing the six hour kilo, the range finding binoculars, and bringing the uh, six hour Oscar 8, the, uh, uh, it's an 80 millimeter angled spotting scope, bringing the Outdoorsman's compact tripod and the Outdoorsman's panhead. I've been using the Outdoorsman's panhead for ever. I think that I'm like on my sixth year with the one that uh, that I originally got to do a review on quite a long time ago at Sheep Show from those guys. Um, still using the same one, still love it, haven't had any issues with it. Um, and then the, the compact tripod. So I have been using the, 
the medium for a long time and they switched up the way they had their tripods. It used to be like a compact medium. I think they had a short, then they had a medium, and then they had the tall. And now what they've done is they've just changed things around a little bit. They have the compact, the standard, and then a tall, I believe. So um, I wanted to save a little bit of weight and mostly save a little bit of space. So um, I got the compact. That thing um, is going to be a great addition. And so it folds up pretty small and it's just going to be a little bit easier to pack with. So that's my tripod. And then my the bino harness that I'm putting my binoculars in is one from TNK. We did a uh, podcast with TNK back quite a while ago, just talking about made in the USA and things like that. So we're in their harness. And the rifle that I'm taking is a six hour cross in 6.5 Creedmoor. And um, I'm gonna put the uh, the whiskey scope on it, for also from SIG, um, that I can, my when I shoot the range with my range finding binoculars, It'll give me my data, and then I can dial that in, and I can shoot. I've been shooting, I don't know, the last couple of weeks. Just I've been in Nebraska, and we have a 500-yard plate at the range. And so I've just been rolling out there and trying to throw a couple shots down, down range at 500 yards each day. And uh, it's been, been good. Been shooting good. And then one of those little neoprene scope covers. Um, one thing for this Alaska hunt, just logistically, we're going to have to take like a few flights in. So one thing they wanted us to do, especially for the super cub flights is bring a soft case so we can put our rifle into a soft case and take it out of the hard case that we're going on the airlines with. Um, so I'm going to bring a soft case for that. I have no idea what that's going to be yet. Um, and then I'm bringing the Spartan pro hunt bipod. This seems to go back and forth with people like, do you carry a bipod? Do you just shoot off your pack or whatnot? In my opinion, in my mind, these type of hunts that I've been on, prone shots are happening all the time. And you should always, by the way, as Daniel Horner told me, you should always fight for prone. When we were at the Hunter Games, he was beating that into my head. Um... He said, always fight for prone and then move to another position if you have to. So in my mind, if I'm shooting off of a backpack and I have to move or adjust or like, you know, shoot and then need to do a follow-up shot, I can't just pivot with a backpack as easy as I can just pick the rifle up and pivot with a bipod. So, and the Spartan, it weighs basically nothing, so I'm taking it. Okay, on to, oh, I should probably go through the bullet that I'm using for that. It is the uh, just the Elite ammunition, the Elite Hunter ammunition from Sig Sauer. It's going to be a 140 grain Nosler Acubond. So, there you go. Okay, clothing. So, um, I'm a little bit up in the air with a couple, of, like how many extra I'm taking of some of these things, but here's the uh, the rundown. What I will be wearing probably at all times is uh, the first light, just the short wick boxers for ladies. They're freaking comfortable as hell. Um, and then uh, first light compression socks. Probably going to be packing like three extra of those and wearing one pair, so four pair total. Um, might bump that up and pack four extra. 
and then I'll be packing at least one extra, probably two extra underwear. See? Undecided. Um, first Light Wick t-shirt and a First Light Wick hoodie. Big fan of both of those. Um, but I am going to bring two Wick layers. If you get done, you know, get finally packed into camp, I think it'll be really nice to switch out base layers. And then I think the Wick hoodie will be great to sleep in and do the majority of like glassing and whatnot in and then when we're doing big hikes put the t-shirt on I think that's gonna be great and then also bring in the first light wick bottoms the uh, three-quarter length zip-offs I really like those three-quarter length um, zip-offs obviously the zip-off is gonna be nice to be able to like not have to take your boots off to take them off and then the three-quarter length um, it comes up to your long socks so that's really that's really nice you don't need like a full length situation and for the top for an insulator I will have the Kalamath hoodie that's just a, a grid fleece and then I'm going to take the Brooks vest which is a down vest but it's super comfortable extremely packable it's super light and I don't want to be cold so taking that and then the Uncompagre, um, the puffy jacket, and pants from First Light. So that is going to be the main insulation layer, um, the puffies, and those are synthetic, like I was talking about before, the sleeping bags. It's really important, I believe, in my mind, that you should bring synthetic insulation on a hunt such as that. And there's a lot of guys that do it with down, but... You just have to pay extra attention to that down and care for it. Always has to be in a dry bag, things like that. Just takes a little bit of extra, and you're taking more of a risk when you take down than when you take synthetic. And just me, I'm just more of like a bomber-proof person, so I would rather take synthetic and know that if shit really goes downhill, that I'll probably be okay. So taking the puffy pants as well. And people go back and forth on this. Um, I went back and forth on it for a small amount of time. And then um, I talked to a lot of guys that are like, oh, hell yeah, you pack those puffy pants. Um, and it'll really be nice like when we're out glassing and things like that in the early morning, especially if it's like a misty, like kind of a nasty morning, which I just fully am prepared for in my brain. Um, I can throw those on and it'll just make it more comfortable. And then, like I talked about earlier, I'm bringing a, a little bit lighter, um, 20 degree bag instead of a zero degree bag, like I would normally have. And that 20 degree paired with these puffy pants is going to bump that temperature rating up quite a bit. So those are my two insulating pieces. The pants that I'm going to be wearing are going to be the first light Corgit foundry pants. If you have not checked the foundry pants out, you need to because they are badass. Um, I was able to wear prototypes last year for pretty much all the hunts um, of these pants, and I love them. They are just like a burlier version of the Corgit guides that they already have. You know, they're super stretchy, but they reinforce the knees. They reinforce the seat. They have added knee pads, and the knee pads are i i've talked to a few people about this and they're like oh but they have knee pads like i'm out um but these knee pads are like 
no other knee pad that I have tried internal internally. Um, you know, some of the other companies, they will have like the, the Velcro. This is what I've on the Sitka Timberlines. So I have found with those things that when you have the knee pads in, or even when you don't have the knee pads in, the Velcro that they use to secure the pads in place, like rubs and chafes underneath my kneecap, which is kind of annoying. And then the knee pads themselves are just a little bit bulky. Um, they might have made changes to that now. Um, but the first light ones, they're, they're just like slim. If knee pads could be an athletic cut, that's what those things are. And I've just been a really big fan of them. And then they have hip vents. Very long zippered hip vents um, that don't have any mesh. So you can really like dump some heat if you want to. So those are the pants I'm, I'm taking with me. And only one set of pants. And then the rain gear that I'm taking is just the First Light Seek rain gear. Um, it's their heavier weight stuff. I've never had any issues with it. Um, so I'm taking that. And then the gaiters, the Brambler gaiter from First Light. Gaiters are really important up there in that terrain, crossing streams and stuff. If you go fast, you can get by. Um, and then for a beanie, I'm going to take the tag cuff beanie. And, but obviously you can take any beanie and anything that I'm talking about on here obviously can be mixed and matched from companies. Um, I choose to use First Light, so there's that. Um, taking the Catalyst glove, that would be like an all-round mid-weight glove in my brain. Also taking the Shale glove, which will be more like a, a hiking glove. They're a little bit more burlier if you have to like grab onto rock a lot or grab onto shrubs and stuff like that. I think that those will be good. And then another thing I'm going back and forth on is the Brooks glassing mitts, kind of like the Brooks vest. Um, they're down. They're super packable. They don't really weigh anything and they add a lot of warmth. So I'll probably end up taking those too. Um, and then just a regular ball cap. And the boots that I chose are the Solewa Raven 3s. They are bright green, which I like a little flash, but they are um, a stiff boot. I wouldn't say that they're like, you know, ultra mountaineering stiff. Uh, they're still pretty decent when you walk like down trails and things, but they are a stiffer boot. Um, good for that technical terrain. You know, when you are side hilling, the last thing that I want is a boot that's going to like stretch out a lot and not be able to like the sole isn't going to have like a good platform so the stiff soles are nice like when you're side hilling it's going to give you a platform to put your foot on so your ankle isn't always getting twisted to go flat on the ground or try to go more flat on the ground it's going to stay um like upright like a stair that's always what i think of it is like those Stiff boots when you're climbing, it makes you, it makes it like more like you're walking up a flight of stairs rather than like your ankle always twisting like backwards to try to be flat on the ground, if that makes any sense. And inside of those boots, I am going to try something a little different. Typically, I just throw in some super feet insoles, especially if the insoles don't fit me very, very well. I will say that the Solewa insoles that they have, like it fit me really well. And last year, 
um, I used the Rapaches and I didn't put a different insole in them and they seemed to, to run fine for me. I just, um, I just wore them things out in like a year. So, um, this year I'm going to try something different though. Like I was saying, I'm going to try those sheep feet. Um, seems like the right thing to do for a sheep hunt. And, uh, I just really wanted to try them anyway. So I, the, I haven't got them in the mail yet, but they sent me the, the kit to mold your feet and then send them back to them. So really looking forward to that situation. Um, and looking forward to trying those and I'll do a follow up. So that's, uh, that's the sheep feet. And then the next thing is like camp shoes. A ton of people bring Crocs and it seems to be a split of people that bring Crocs and people that bring like a running shoe. A lot of the guys that I talk to, um, they they took running shoes with them. So that's what I'm going to do as well. I'm going to bring my salmon or uh, Solomon speed cross shoes with me. And I just think like for a little extra added, like if my freaking boots get thrown in the fire or something crazy, I can't really walk out of there in Crocs, but I can probably tough it out in running shoes if I had to. So there's that. Um, next thing, just camp and, and personal type stuff. Of course, have toilet paper with you. It's not a bad idea. Um, wet wipes are also a good idea. I'm going to use the Hey Dudes. Or no, it's not called Hey Dudes. They're called Dude Wipes. Just kidding. And they make them just like in single packets. I'm just going to grab those. Those are obviously good for a lot of things. Most of it is going to be like washing my face, washing my arms, washing my hands type of deal. Um, so I'm going to take those. My little... Um, a lot of this stuff too is going in a little um, Kafaru like small pullout, just a little thing. I got a foldable toothbrush. <clears throat> it kind of folds like inside of itself. Um, so it folds out and you have like a regular toothbrush handle. I've had that thing for like ever. Colgate makes it and I bought it at Walmart in like their travel section. So going to bring that going to bring a tiny little toothpaste, um, which I just went to the dentist yesterday and they give those to you in a little bag. So got that covered and toothpick little floss things is what I call them. But just those little, um, basically just what it, it sounds like just those little like single floss things and then have a toothpick on the other end. Just going to throw, you know, five or six of those in there. That'll be really nice if something starts, like if it gets stuck in your teeth or if something is annoying you. Um, it's going to be nice to just be able to have those little things and they don't weigh anything. And then I'm going to bring a backpacking cup. So um, I have skipped the the cooking and, you know, a stove, things like that. I'll touch on it here in just a, a second. But for this trip, the outfitter is going to have, or the guide is going to be packing a stove, and then they're also going to be packing gear bags. So I'll go through that in a, a second, too, of what I would usually use on like a lower 48 hunt or normal hunt, if you will. Um, but that little backpacking cup, it's just from GSI. It's mine has like a green outer thing, it's plastic, it's just super lightweight, um, it has a sippy lid on it and the a cozy on the outside of the plastic. Um, so again, it's super light. I'm going to bring it so I can, you know, to have coffee and tea and stuff like that. Um, I think that that's just a, a good idea to do something like that. So I'm bringing it. So to the stove real quick, the guide is going to be bringing one. I have no idea which one he's bringing, but um, 
you know, I usually use the Soto Windmaster for like a really light, lighter weight and less bulky setup. The Soto Windmaster um, with a GSI Minimalist cup. I absolutely love that cup. If you're like one person, it's really like a do-all. Or if you, this is a really good setup too, if you want to bring a stove with you like all the time. And honestly, for the best bang for your buck, like the MSR Pocket Rocket 2 with that GSI Minimalist cup, that's what I would do. I started with the, G or with the uh, Pocket Rocket and it's still kicking. I just have it as a backup now. Um, but the 2 has like a, I believe it has an internal ignition. There's also a deluxe model that I think has an internal ignition as well. Um, but both really cheap. I mean, they're like $40, $50 little stoves. They're cheap. They're light. They seem to be pretty damn reliable. Maybe on the efficiency side, especially later season when you're getting winds and it's cold, they might not be as efficient or they won't be as efficient um, as like an all-in-one type stove. But they're pretty dang good. So um, give those a check. Um, just again, real quick, the GSI Minimalist Cup and a Pocket Rocket that combo together you're looking at maybe around 100 bucks and it's pretty damn cool um okay for later season what i would take is i have an msr reactor and for later season or bigger groups of people um just for a hell of a lot more efficiency that's a really bomb proof stove so those are kind of my two recommendations on stoves there and also i would recommend getting the msr um fuel canisters instead of the jet boil ones. Um, I've never, I just haven't had good luck with the jet boil ones, especially in colder weather. Like I know all fuel canisters, they just don't work as well in colder weather. With MSR ones seem to work a hell of a lot better than the jet boil ones. So some stuff there. Um, let's see. And then, like I said, the guide is going to be bringing like a, you know, a kill kit, quote unquote. Um, himself so I don't have to bring any game bags or anything like that. Of course I am going to bring a knife. I'm going to bring the Argali Serac knife. They just came out with that this year. Um, I'm really liking the, the handle on it. It's just really small and lightweight. I like the blade angle too so that's a, a good knife that I'm going to bring. And then I'll just bring like a Benchmade folder as well that I'll just have clipped onto my pants. Um, but in a, in a world where I was going to be bringing a kill kit, like on the rest of the hunts that I'm going to be going on this year, I would, I've really been liking the Argali game bags. Um, they, the high country pack is what I would do for most backpack hunters. That's what I typically take with me. I do have the large ones, which is like the, the meat on bone, but I'm usually deboning everything. So the high country pack has been really good for me. Other things in the kill kit that I would bring, um, I'd make sure I had paracord, probably a little bit extra than what I'm actually going to be bringing um, in my bag for this trip. Uh, and then some gloves are always nice. And then I would throw, I, I have like a couple more of the the dude wipes um, that are just nice to, to clean your hands up with and whatnot. So um, that's going to be really good. I am still using a replaceable blade knife, just that, that title replaceable blade knife. Um, Typically, like, that's going to be the one coming with me. But for this trip, um, I'm just going to go with a, a knife that I can resharpen. And speaking of that, um, in the clothing section, 
I hope I remember to go through the belt, um, but if I don't, here, I'll just explain it. The new Argali belt, it, first of all, it cinches like no way I've ever seen before, but the buckle itself is like a knife sharpener in a couple of different ways. So if you're interested in that, go look at their website at that thing, because talk about like, you know, multiple uses for something, that's a pretty dang good one. So go uh, go check that out first aid and like essentials and stuff so I'll have like a, a magic pill bottle if you will I'll have um, migraine medication in there every once in a while I get migraines and that will take me straight down uh, I'm going to throw some ibuprofen in there some Tylenol and probably something like going to leave PM if I can't sleep but typically I can sleep pretty good back there and then for my feet Leuco tape. A lot of people talk about Leuco tape. Here's a new discovery I found with said Leuco tape. I went to order. I have like a one that I've been using for a long time, but it's gotten hot a lot in my bag, and it's the stickiness is kind of like melty, and it's makes everything sticky. It's kind of annoying. So I was just gonna order a new one for this hunt, and I found some Leuco tape that has it has a backing on it. So I'm trying to think what this would be like. Um, it's still in a roll, but it's not all stuck to each other in a roll. It has a backing. So you can, you know, I can unroll some of it and I can cut it and throw it into my bag. And then I can cut it to size and you just take that little backing strip off and it's sticky on the back of that. So for backpacking, I think that that is going to be the way to go. So Luco tape for sure for my feet. You can use it for other stuff as well, but it's, mostly going to be for my feet and I am going to pre-tape my feet just because I know them. Um, tenacious tape that's going to be like a gear patch. It's from Gear Aid. It's called Tenacious Tape. It's like a really thin fabric tape that is sticky as hell on the back of it. And we've patched sleeping pads with them before. Um, puffy jackets, rain gear, a ton of it. We've patched a whole bunch of stuff with that and I think you're nuts not to have it in your bag. Um, a little small thing, probably just a couple of little packages of like gauze, um, some surgical glue. I was going to put some tape in there as well. Kind of going back and forth on this, whether I just want to use like a gorilla tape or something like that and just wrap it around my matches, um, container. Um, a tourniquet, probably going with that. It's cat tourniquet. They're cheap. They're light. And I think it's a little nuts not to have one. Um, MSR Aquatabs, like I was starting, or I was talking about before, and then, um, let's see what else. Some fire starter type stuff. Um, taking a little thing of the Pyro Putty Ultra Light Fire Starter. I have a Light My Fire Striker, and then I have Long Burn Matches in a waterproof container, and then of course just like a regular little um, mini big lighter. And what else do I have on here? I talked about the aqua tabs. Um, gonna have those in there for sure. A couple of zip ties. Uh, those can can really help you out in a pinch, and they don't really weigh a thing. So taking um, a few zip ties and some extra battery. Oh, also taking safety pins. Some of these things I have put at the bottom because I forgot about them. Um, a couple of safety pins will be nice. You'll have a needle for popping blisters. Um, God forbid, hopefully we don't get a lot of those. And then safety pins are nice just for safety pinning things, obviously. 
Um, okay. And some, okay, so uh, lithium batteries for the, the headlamp. Some backup batteries. Probably just one set of backup batteries since that other, um, that other, well, the Black Diamond Spot will have a fresh set of batteries in it. And as long as I have another backup set in there and then the Petzl light is rechargeable, I think I'm going to be cool with that. And then I am going to bring an extra CR2 battery for the rangefinder. And that is really not a bad idea. Um, at the very least, you should change to a brand new battery before you go on a hunt, which I might also do. But I'm going to make sure that I have another battery just because it... Uh, on a hunt like this, it freaks me out. And then I'm going to take a little pen with me too. <clears throat> Usually I take one of those really fine pointed Sharpies for a pen. So you can write on stuff and sign your tag and just pens are, pens are handy. Okay, on to food and food and drink mixes that I'm going to take. This is something that's really interesting. And I've asked a lot of people about this. Um, do you take your own food on this backpacking trip? There's a lot of people that say absolutely. And there's some people that say I've never bothered. Well, um, I've talked to this outfitter and I got a list of some of the things we're going to be eating and I'm really not worried about it. But one thing, um, I am going to do, I'm not worried about it from a point of like, packing everything for all the days like individually packing up my meals while I'm at home and only using those when I'm up there I feel pretty good about what he's got lined up for us but I'm gonna take some things that I personally like and so if there's a lot of cliff bars in just regular cliff bars and what he's packed for us I might mix and match and swap out with some of the stuff that I'm going to bring. So I'm just going to bring a dry bag full of food, basically. Um, snacks. I really like... Um, there's these bars called Kate Bars. You can get them at Albertsons um, or a lot of other places as well. I really like the Grizzly Bar. It's peanut butter and dark chocolate. It's delicious. Um, and then the Cliff Bars that are the nut butter filled bars big fan of those. They're typically filled with peanut butter and they're delicious. And peanut butter Snickers. I'm obviously a big peanut butter fan, uh, peanut butter fan as you can tell. So I don't know if I'm going to bring those or not, but I wrote them down anyways to consider. Um, Sour Patch Kids. Obviously, you know, any kind of little gummy like that is really good. Sour Patch Kids are delicious. And I have dehydrated mangoes in there as well. Um, and then I have fig bars. Fig bars you can get at Walmart now, and they're delicious. They're like a Fig Newton, but they're supposed to be healthier. They're just bigger, and they taste better. Um, so I just ran down a few of the ones that I would like, and I'll make a game plan decision on like what I actually want to bring. And then coffee. Probably going to be bringing either the Dark Timber, probably a mix. Probably a mix of the Dark Timber uh, Mountain Mochas and... Uh, Black Rifle Coffee Companies, just instant coffees. And then for drink mixes, this is something I think everybody should consider taking with them, even if you're going to say, screw it, I'm not bringing any food, I trust what the outfitters are going to give me. I would highly recommend just bringing some kind of an electrolyte drink mix. I'm probably going to end up bringing the Liquid IV, 
or the wilderness athlete hydrate and recover. I might just get a thing of liquid IV and a thing of hydrate and recover and throw those in there. Um, there's a lot of other companies that make electrolytes, obviously. Um, another good one that probably everybody would have close to them at like a vitamin shop or something is a company called Cyvation and it's called Extend. So it's an X and then Tend behind it. So Extend, it's a BCAA um, muscle recovery with electrolytes added, and they taste really good, and they're pretty cheap. Um, I just know that, like, you can't get liquid IV everywhere if you want to just, like, pop in and grab it somewhere. Um, a lot of places are carrying it now, but... Um, and then hydrate and recover, depending on where you live. A lot of the times you can't just run in and grab something. But, um, so yeah, liquid IV or hydrate and recover for me. And then another really good alternative is that extend. And I pretty much think that's it. doesn't seem like enough. But I will wrap up by saying I don't have... I don't have a weight for any of the stuff yet. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back home here next week, and I will get a a weight on everything. I didn't want to weigh everything individually and then add it up and do all that stuff. That just seemed like a lot. I just want to pack everything in. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna run it, and I want to throw a scale on it and see how much it's gonna weigh um, as like a trail weight. So. I will update this episode down in the show notes and post what the thing weighs. Um, but right now, honestly, I just don't know. So, and I wanted to get this episode out as fast as I could because a ton of people are asking me about gear lists. So, um, coming up, we have um, a fun, it's going to be a, kind of a jam-packed next couple weeks as far as podcasts go. I'm doing a gear series, so we are going to start with tents and going to talk about the different tent options, when you would want to go floorless, when you don't maybe want to go floorless, um, things to think about when purchasing a tent with, you know, specs and weight and things to consider in the environments you're going, things like that, and then make some recommendations. Going to have some, you know, a few special guests, hopefully on each episode that can pop in and you can get a little excerpt from them. And so we're going to do tents, we're going to do sleep systems, um, backpacks, um, stoves, camp stuff, cooking and drinking, um, all that stuff. We're going to roll through all of it and hopefully have it in a nice organized series that's going to be one right after the other so you can easily find them on the, the podcast lineup. So that's uh, all I got for you this week. Hopefully I didn't bore you to death. I think we're at about 55 minutes. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully everybody is out finding uh, deer and elk spots. Um, I found a couple bucks myself that I'm looking forward to keeping tabs on this weekend. So um, yeah, if you have any thoughts, concerns, um, recommendations on podcasts, shoot an email to jordan at com. Don't forget to hop onto the forums and check out um, discussions and everything on there and we'll have a discussion on this gear list I'm sure and I have a, a sheep thread started on there as well if you want to get in on that if you have any words of advice or words of wisdom for me and uh, yeah hopefully everybody has a good weekend and we will um, see you on the next episode